Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle. Before we get rolling with today's episode, don't forget to download, subscribe, give it a five-star rating, tell five friends who love the Jayhawks about this podcast, and we'll keep things rolling from there. All right, before I get in to KU football, their loss to Oklahoma State, unfortunately. It is a bye week, so we have a little bit of time to marinate on that and how KU football can move forward from that. But we were talking about some basketball news last week, and yes, I want to get into the newly crowned AP preseason number one Kansas Jayhawks. Yes, we'll get into that in a little bit. But I wanted to start out the show today with a little bit of an amendment from last week's podcast. So I was recording the podcast as the news was breaking about Kansas and their sanctions that were coming down from the independent accountability review process, the IARP. And uh, what happened was KU, we talked about it last week extensively on the podcast. If you want to go back and listen to the whole episode, but they were... uh, assessed a penalty where they were basically given a slap on the wrist. They didn't have any postseason ban. Bill Self is not going to be suspended for any amount of time. He had a reduction of a level one violation to a level three violation. So Bill Self not getting into any more trouble here. Uh, There was a self-imposed Suspension last year for Bill Self and for assistant coach Curtis Townsend where they were not on the recruiting trail last summer and they missed the first four games of the season last year. That was enough for the NCAA. Now they get a slap on the wrist. They have a three-year probation, but no postseason ban, no more suspensions for Bill Self. Now, I did take a little bit of a an early victory lap. This is where I have an amendment to make. This is the amendment I have to make here for you guys because I want to I want to be true to the audience. I want to let you guys know when I make a mistake, and I made a mistake last week because when this was breaking live, it had not been announced yet that Kansas would have to vacate 15 wins from the 2017-2018 season. Now, when I was recording the podcast last week and this news was breaking live, it did not mention that. So I was kind of gloating a little bit, saying that Kansas wasn't going to have to vacate any wins from that season when Silvio D'Souza played. They weren't going to have to lose any Final Four banners or anything like that. I kind of poked fun at Kentucky uh, because they were going to be the most upset about that because Kansas, Kentucky have been battling back and forth the last several years on who had the most uh, all-time wins in NCAA for basketball. Well, looking into it after the podcast was recorded last week, about two hours after it was recorded, uh, it came out that indeed the Kansas Jayhawks basketball team does have to vacate 15 wins from the 2017-2018 season. Those were 15 games which Silvio D'Souza played, and those wins will be stripped from... Bill Self's career head coaching record as well as the Kansas total wins record. So not only that, more bad news, Jayhawks fans, for those of you who like streaks and everything like that, the 
in the 2017-2018 season, that means that they must also relinquish their Big 12 regular season title. That was the 14th consecutive season that the Big that KU had won the Big 12 title, which was an NCAA record. That 14th year was the NCAA record. Now they will forever be tied with UCLA and the late head coach John Wooden for most consecutive conference titles at 13. UCLA did it back in the, I believe it was 50s and 60s maybe. Uh, 13 consecutive titles. KU did it 13 consecutive seasons before their 14th in which they have to vacate some wins. So we all saw it. Jayhawk fans listening to this podcast right now know we saw what we saw. Silvio DeSouza was not a huge part of that team. He came off the bench, didn't play many minutes at all. I think he averaged eight minutes a game, six minutes a game, something very minor. But those games that he played in, all 15 of those wins are taken away. And, yes, KU did make it to the Final Four that year. <laughs> so, because Silvio Sosa played in some of those uh, tournament games, the 2018 Final Four banner must be removed from Allen Fieldhouse, and the appearance will be vacated from the record books. And that also means that their Final Four 30-point loss to Villanova is scratched. It never happened. We never saw Kansas lose by 30 points to Villanova in a Final Four ever. That didn't. That game didn't even happen. I I kind of thought in my mind that that game never happened. But now, literally, in the books, that game never happened. KU never went to the Final Four in 2018, allegedly now. Even though, yeah, we saw it. It is what it is. But KU, now that they have those 15 games removed from the 2017-2018 season, 15 wins that were vacated... Final four banner in 2018, taken down. Now all KU has, three years probation, 2024, 2025, 2026. They have to notify recruits that they are on a probation. Um, it doesn't really say much else other than that. Uh, they don't. They don't have much else to say in regards to what that is going to be. So... It looks like it looks like KU is pretty much getting the slap on the wrist like we thought. Nothing nothing more than that. Nothing more than that. KU gets a slap on the wrist after those vacated wins and let me also say this. Let me also say this in regards to those uh losses that they had. So now after Kansas last year took over the most wins in college basketball. Now they're back in second place. They have 2,370 total wins. Kentucky, 2,375 total wins. Why is that important? You want to know why? Because this year just happens to be another year when Kansas and Kentucky will be playing one another. <laughs> so you look at Kansas. By the way, I'm, I'm still going to get into this. I'm, I'm, there's still a little bit of podcast left here. KU now officially the preseason AP number one team. 
in the nation. What does that what does that mean for us here at Kansas? Well, number one, they're number one. That's the big deal. That's the big deal going into this season. There was a lot of speculation, a lot of hype. Would KU be number one? And they are. This is now the third team that KU that Bill Self has had that starts the season preseason AP number one overall. And another fun thing. Unfortunately, they won't be able to pass them in this game, but Kentucky and Kansas will be playing on Tuesday, November 11th in the State Farm Champions Classic, 8.30 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. Number one, Kansas, facing number 16, Kentucky. So what's fun about that, Kansas and Kentucky? It's only the third game of this season. So KU won't be able to pass Kentucky on the total wins list in that game, although that would have been fun. Going to have to wait till later in the season. But there is a very good chance that Kansas once again surpasses Kentucky in the all-time wins list, and Kentucky fans are going to cry all over again, and it's just going to make for a fun back and forth on social media with Kentucky fans when Kansas once again passes Kentucky on the all-time basketball wins list for college basketball. Right now, Kentucky has the edge by five games. KU most likely takes that over. And they can get that started Tuesday, November 14th in the Champions Classic. KU Duke, 8.30 Central Time on ESPN. So let's get into it. Kansas, ranked number one in the preseason. Voted top 25 here. KU. Number one, only the third time that's happened in Bill Self's era here at Kansas. You've got, it looks like, Duke, number two, Purdue, number three, Michigan State, number four, uh, and then looks like number six, UConn, has some receiving votes for the first uh, number one as well. So Duke has 11 first place votes, Purdue, three, Michigan State, one, and UConn has two first place votes of course UConn coming off a national championship season uh there's a lot of good guys coming back here for Kansas you got KJ Adams Jr. Dewan Harris Jr. Kevin McCullough Jr. all the juniors then you've got uh super freshman Elmarco Jackson supposed to be a star on the team transfer the number one transfer in college basketball Hunter Dickinson from Michigan he chose Kansas we talk about it a lot on this podcast we know the makeup of this team they have a very good team, and they have what it takes to go on and potentially win a national championship. That's why you look at it, and they're a team that could be there at the end. Now, I did get this from my guy, uh, Jared. Jared Kimball over there at BetKansas.com. Occasionally, I'll get an email from Jared, and he sent me trends of preseason AP number one. For all of you betting folks out there, I got my bet in uh, right after KU signed Hunter Dickinson. I put a bet in that they'd make it to the Final Four and that they would win the national championship. That was my two bets for KU this year. I'm sure as the season go on, goes on, I will make some some more in-season bets. But those were my two KU future bets to make the Final Four and to win it all. Just something to keep an eye on throughout the entire season. But according to these trends, the AP... Number one preseason trends. 
The average final AP poll ranking for those teams that started number one in the poll preseason is just around 10. So teams that start number one in the nation typically end up around number 10 in the nation in the final AP poll after March Madness is over. The average tournament seed. Now, I'm confused about this one. I'm really confused about this one. Unless a lot of preseason number one teams just fall off the face of the earth. It's telling me here that over the last 10 years, this is over the last 10 years, that the average tournament seed for a team that is preseason number one in the AP poll is a 10 seed. And that's just confusing to me. Now, I know that North Carolina was preseason number one last year and didn't even make it to the tournament. But I feel like that's a rare thing that happens. Definitely a rare thing for the University of Kansas. They haven't missed the tournament in 30 years. Maybe over 30 years at this point. I don't have those numbers in front of me. But for the average tournament seed to be number 10 for a preseason number one seems a little bit crazy to me. Uh, But this is just data over the last 10 years, according to BetKansas.com. Average winning percentage, 87%. So that's that's a good clip of wins there, which is, again, confusing why a 10 seed would be in there. But anyway, um, let's go. Let's keep going on here. More stats. Three out of nine of these teams, because North Carolina last year didn't make the tournament. So nine of the 10 teams that started preseason AP number one did make the tournament in the last 10 years. Three of the nine teams had a round of 32 exit. Or uh, or sooner. So could have lost in the first or second round. You go down a little bit further. This is what we want to see here. Final four appearances for teams that were preseason AP number one. Five of the nine teams. 55.5% of the teams went on to the final four. If they were the preseason AP number one. So that's good if you're a KU fan. And you're hoping that. KU will make the Final Four this year as the preseason AP number one. Over half of the teams that were preseason AP number one made it to the Final Four. So that's good news. That is very good news for Kansas fans. Now here's the downside. Of all the teams over the last 10 years that were preseason AP number one, zero of them won the championship. Now this just goes to tell you how good college basketball has been. How deep it's been the past 10 years. Preseason AP number one. Zero championships in the last 10 years. Now I'll say this. In 2020, I'm going to look this up on the fly here. Because I I, I want to look here to see who was preseason number 20. Or 2020 preseason AP number one. For college basketball. Because Kansas, that year. Kansas was the premier program in college basketball that year. And it looks like eh, they were ranked number six going to that season. Number six. That doesn't seem right. No, that was for 2021-2022. All right. I'm going to find this here. I'm going to find this for us. I know. Sorry. Sorry, guys. This is on the fly. Looking things up here. Preseason AP top 25. 
All right. Gonzaga, number one. Baylor, number two. Villanova, number three. Virginia, four. Iowa, five. Kansas, six. Okay, so Kansas, number six. I thought for sure in that 2020 COVID season, so I guess that would be 2019, preseason 2019. Um, Kansas, during that 2019-2020 season, looked like the best team in college basketball. They were on their way heading to a national championship with Yudoka, Azabuke, uh, Dotson was the point guard that year. And that KU team just looked absolutely awesome. Okay, so here's the preseason, 2019-20. I was looking up 2020 preseason. It was the 2019-2020 preseason. Here we go. Michigan State was number one, Kentucky number two, Kansas number three. So KU was number three going into that season, and they were going to be the consensus number one overall seed in the tournament that year. I still to this day say that KU would have won the national championship in 2020 if COVID did not wipe out the 2020 tournament. KU was well on their way. They were the hottest team in the country. They were the overwhelming best team in the country, the overwhelming favorite to win the tournament in 2020. I know it doesn't always work out that way, but I do think KU would have won the national championship in 2020 if they had uh, been able to play the tournament there in 2020. They couldn't, thanks to the COVID season. But here we are, back in 2023, KU, preseason AP number one. Uh, so I guess no preseason AP number one in the last 10 years has won a national championship. KU going to look to change that this year, of course. And the Big 12 is going to be tough. It's going to be tough to get through. But KU has what it takes to get to the Final Four and to win a national championship. There is no doubt about that. So there was the Big 12 Media Days this week. Uh, I think I'm going to get into some more of that in the podcast next week because I've talked about KU B-Ball enough uh, for this podcast. But there was definitely... uh, Talking about the Big 12 media days, there's some new Big 12 teams, of course. You got Cincinnati coming into the fold. They have a really solid basketball program. You got BYU, UCF, Houston. Of course, Houston was a Final Four team last year. So a lot of good Big 12 teams. And then uh, I, I'm not sure if they got into this yet because I haven't had a chance to listen to the press conferences, but Arizona, team from the Pac-12 that's going to be coming to the Big 12 next year, they are another uh, powerhouse college basketball school. So the Big 12 is going to be set in basketball for the next uh, a long time. They're they're going to be set for a long time. But next week on the show, I'll talk about a little bit more about what went into the Big 12 media days for college basketball. But I wanted to give you guys a little uh, uh, update on the infractions. Uh, I wanted to amend last week's podcast for that. I wanted to talk about KU being number one in the AP poll as well. And now we got to get to some football to end of this podcast. I, I don't want to touch on football a ton uh, this week just because it's a little bit sad. After that huge uh, 51-22 win against UCF last week, uh, KU comes out and in the first quarter falls flat. They were down 17-7 in the first quarter. And then Jason Bean still starting at quarterback for the Jayhawks. Uh 
had a rough start to the game, but then comes out and has one of the best games of his career. 23 of 34 passing, 410 yards passing, five touchdowns. One of the best games of Jason Bean's career. But he brings KU back. He brings KU back in the second quarter, and they have a one-point lead at halftime. They're even leading going into the fourth quarter. KU's ahead in this game, heading into the fourth quarter. By five points, KU is. And KU gets down into the red zone. And what happens? KU's ahead. Think about this. KU is winning by five points in the red zone. If they score a touchdown, they go up by double digits. Jason Bean throws a critical interception in the end zone. If that doesn't happen, KU goes up by double digits. They win that game at Oklahoma State. Instead, the momentum flipped. And in the fourth quarter, KU scores zero points. Oklahoma State ends the game with 12 points, and they win the game 39-12. to So KU goes on the road, has a pretty good game overall. Uh, their defense gave up too much on the ground. Oklahoma State's running back Ollie Gordon with 168 yards on 29 carries. 5.8 yards per carry, had a touchdown. Uh, Jaden Nixon had seven carries for 46 yards, a 6.6 yards per carry average. So way too many yards on the ground. And then on the other side of the field, Jason Bean had his uh, career day, 410 yards passing, five touchdowns, but he did throw two interceptions, including the critical one in the red zone. And then your rushing offense, since they had such a good game passing, that you didn't really need to lean on the run like you did the week before when they had 399 yards rushing, the first time they'd had that many yards rushing in uh, 30 years. But Devin Neal, 13 carries, 66 yards, still over five yards per carry, but no rushing touchdowns this week. And total, uh, they just didn't have it this week in the rushing game. 90 yards total on the ground, which is very different. We've been uh, used to seeing KU running the ball a lot on the ground. This week they didn't have minimum. Jason being overall good performance, 410 yards, five touchdowns, but... Can't throw the red zone pick. That's what ends up costing KU in the end, not being able to score any points in the fourth quarter. As KU goes to the bye week with a 39-32 loss at Oklahoma State, they'll have a week to recover. Hopefully Jalen Daniels will be able to come back from that back injury. It's still a day-to-day thing. We don't know uh, if it's going to linger the rest of the season, if it can just be rested up and then he comes back. Nobody really knows. But after the bye week, KU comes out, and it's going to be another tough one. (laughs) They've got a top five team in Oklahoma coming to Lawrence, and it's going to be a tough game. It is. We'll talk about it more next week here on the Jayhawker Talker podcast and get into the game, uh, see what they have to do, because it is going to be a tough one here for the Kansas Jayhawks with Oklahoma coming to town uh, next week. But thanks for listening. As always, appreciate it. That about does it for today's episode. 
You can always get at me on Twitter at JayhawkerTalker. We can keep the conversation going there. Always download, subscribe, give this thing a five-star rating. My name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to the Jayhawker Talker podcast in affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. Go to the heartlandcollegesports.com. Check out my latest article over there. And until next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.